Welcome to the Church Leadership Podcast, your weekly source for encouraging and equipping local church leaders with your hosts, Mark Ganey and Andy Frazier. In each episode, Andy and Mark sit down with church leaders that you should know. We believe these honest conversations will be helpful and encouraging to you as you lead the local church. Here is this week's episode. Welcome to episode number 75 of the Church Leadership Podcast. On today's episode, we're going to talk about why you should not give up. We want to thank you for joining us for today's episode. And our mission at Church Leadership Podcast is to encourage and equip you to lead in the local church. And we hope you enjoy uh, this episode. And if you do, we want you to help us out by getting the word out and sharing our podcast uh, on different social media channels and different podcast listening uh, channels. And we would also love for you to rate our podcast. There's a really easy way to do that now. You can go to ratethispodcast.com slash CLP. Ratethispodcast.com slash CLP. Now here's today's conversation. Thank you so much for joining us on this week's episode of the Church Leadership Podcast. Every five episodes, Mark and I uh, have a conversation with each other. That's right. So it's kind of a allow myself to introduce myself kind <laughs> of a right. moment. That's but right. uh, we we enjoy the guests that are on the podcast with us. We we have some fabulous conversations. And it is definitely helpful to everyone, but I believe it's just as helpful, if not more helpful, to Mark and me. Getting to be in the same room no or doubt. a video call with somebody is encouraging to us. But we also uh, have a heart for certain things, and, and we feel like this is not just a platform, but an opportunity for us to share with you maybe a little bit about what's on our hearts, what we're experiencing, or maybe some things that... Uh, we feel like uh, you can learn from some of our mistakes. Even. That's right. Absolutely. And, you know, sometimes we have conversations that we record and you will never hear them. Not really. We usually don't hit the record button yeah. when we have those conversations. But these hopefully will be an encouragement to you. Or some of the conversations are highly edited so you don't hear all <laughs> of them. That yeah. is the truth. That is the truth. Well, this week we are going to talk about something that's near and dear to our hearts. Mark and I, uh, we love helping, encouraging, and equipping pastors and right now, in the middle of this pandemic, in the middle of this chaos where ministry and our systems and programs and procedures have just been flipped on their heads, right now is a tough tough time to lead in the local church. It is hard. And, you know, we're obviously speaking from experience because we're pastors, but we also are speaking from direct conversations that we've had with friends of ours, with, with people who've reached out to us and just, they're just tired. They're weary. They're ready to give up. Um, I mean, people are questioning their call to ministry and uh, they're just, uh, you know, we feel it. I, I get it. I was having a conversation with somebody this morning, kind of recounting the things that have happened in 2020, not just the pandemic and, you know, the racial unrest and all that, but stuff in our church, stuff in my own family. And it's just so overwhelming. I could certainly understand where people are just at wit's end. Yes, yeah, a tough time is hard. Uh, no one really has a handle on how to handle this appropriately. And here's the crazy thing. It's, it's, it's so unpredictable. You know, we've talked about this with several of our guests recently that what we make a plan for this week may radically change and we have to, to pivot, change directions and do something yep. completely different next week. So it's, it's a tough, tough time. And some of the normal things that we experience in ministry uh, ways that we can see tangible good things happen, results, and and how we uh, 
have a scorecard, you know, and, and how we have wins based on those things, those things have completely been thrown out the gone. window. Completely gone. That, and that, that's frustrating for people like leaders, right? I mean, we want to see results. We want to see, okay, I did this and this happened because of it, either good or bad. So we know how to pivot and change and shift, but we're not seeing that right now. We're seeing things that we do, but we have no idea sometimes the results or the impact they're having. No, we recently had a conversation, hopefully we'll be putting that up here pretty soon, with some very high-capacity leaders and pastors. And the same general mindset was among all the guys on this video call, and that is this level of frustration we're experiencing. It's hard on our souls. It's hard on our our bodies. It's hard on our minds. It's hard on our marriages even right now. So it's a tough, tough time to be in ministry. And, And listen, let's not try to be completely negative there are a lot of wonderful opportunities right now oh, no i mean doubt. god has opened some doors for us to be able to do ministry reach some people engage some people with a gospel that would not have been possible if it were not for this pandemic oh there's no doubt about it and and this is kind of what what we talk about all the time um what what some people see as as a problem what some people see as just devastating for us, I mean, we see opportunity everywhere because, you know, when something changes and when disruption happens, that is an opportunity. It's a door that has never been opened sometimes before for the gospel. And so just just Andy and I both, I mean, we've had conversations with people because of this. We've, we've had Zoom, uh, you know, groups form uh, that wouldn't have formed otherwise that are focused on, you know, the gospel and discovering the gospel. Those things couldn't have happened, wouldn't have happened right. without COVID. So well, the question that we ask all the time is, what has COVID-19 made possible that wasn't possible before? And that's huge. Yeah, that's a great way to look at things. It's all about perspective. And not everybody has the right perspective. You know, some people lead with more of a reactive style of leadership, and uh, they even lean on others' uh, systems and and. Uh, procedures or what they've been taught rather than maybe they're not as uh, uh, an innovative type of leader. Maybe they're sure. not uh, maybe they're not as proactive as they are reactive. So it's a lot harder for people who are in that category that are deep thinkers. They, they think a lot about what they've learned and experienced and process, every, process everything slowly and, and implement change over time. And that is really, really hard to be that kind of leader right now. You know, if you're a church planner or a church revitalizer, you're already kind of used to making sudden changes yep. and the ship turns, you know, really quickly. But if you're an older, established church <clears throat> pastor right now, this has probably been as, as hard on you guys as anybody else because uh, those ships are large and uh, the navigating systems that get them around are, are kind of antiquated maybe That's at right. times and it's hard it's really hard it is difficult and and a couple things about that i think we would encourage you to surround yourself with people that do think differently than you mm-hmm. god made you that way on purpose god puts you in that church wherever whatever context you're in on purpose mm-hmm. and so we're not saying by any means well you're done you know you can't you can't shift very fast so you're done. not at all no. god's not done with you yet either we we don't believe and so you just need to surround yourself with some people who can help you think and act and shift a little bit quicker and and something i've noticed too andy is the larger the church the harder it is mm-hmm. to make changes in this time too and so we we 
we feel for you. You know, if you're if you're a pastor of a large larger church, that's definitely more difficult than a smaller church. And mm-hmm. how many times do we get to say that? How yeah. many times do we get to say yeah. that if you're a mega church pastor, it's harder for you, right? It has but it is really leveled the ground. The playing field is now uh, kind of open to everybody, and. I believe smaller churches are making just as big of an impact as some of the larger churches right now. Maybe your audience may not be as large as some of the larger churches, but I think your impact can be just as big. That's right. Uh, I know small churches who are talking to me right now who they're talking about they're having more people watching and engaging their services online right now. You know, I tell I tell people that that's a great thing, and, and some people will come up with the comments. We had X amount of people watch our services, X amount of people comment, people from Australia or Singapore, or, you know, somewhere crazy, watch yeah. their service. That never would have happened that's right. if it weren't for COVID. And I applaud a lot of you church leaders for making those changes and seeing the need to make those changes. One of the changes that our church made and a lot of other churches made, we're in the process of investigating online digital giving. And this kind of magnified the opportunity for us to do this, and it it was a catalyst for us to do this in a hurry. So right at the very beginning of this pandemic, we integrated a digital giving platform here at our church, and it has been a lifesaver. And uh, I'm thankful. We've instituted a lot of other changes, but that's just one of them that we've seen as a necessary thing during this time. That's right. And so I'm going to give a little pushback on on all of us leaders who have made shifts like that, okay? One thing that I've noticed, uh, and I want to challenge you a little bit in this, almost every church, I mean, it was almost universal when when the quarantine hit back in March. I mean, people were scrambling, like, we've got to get online giving right now because they knew we weren't going to gather in person, and they thought, we've got to save you know, we got to save the church. We got to save finance. We got to save our own job, right? Mm-hmm. So that shift was quick. And so my challenge is this if you can pivot, that's a kind of a buzzword now, if you can pivot and shift that quickly in something like online giving, why can't you then? change your perspective and make some shifts when it comes to reaching people for Christ. Yeah, and if you can yell really loud and use the word pivot <laughs> when you're doing that, that will make it even better. Pivot! So. Pivot! Okay, for those of you who haven't seen Friends, that's yeah, that's a yeah, Friends so. reference. But but that's you know, that's the that's the challenge. And I think we need to hear that that question in our own voices. Why can't I make the same shifts as quickly in other areas that I made in online giving? And look, I'm just going to I'm gonna be I'm gonna be pretty harsh here and say this: Is it because we were afraid for our income and our job that we said we've got to make this change, and so we pushed it through? What about what about all the people who are hurting, who are desperate for the gospel right now, who are online, and they're out there ready for us to reach, but we're not ready to make those changes and those shifts? And these are not short-term changes we're talking about. We're talking about the the whole paradigm has shifted for ministry in this age because of this COVID-19 pandemic. Like, you may be like me. I may be tired some days of just hearing about the pandemic and is the vaccine ready and the all the crazy dynamics of political parties pitting this against each other and masks or no masks and social, social distancing. Here's the thing. A lot of this is not just a temporary fix. It's not even a short-term problem we have to deal with. This kind of stuff is going to be here to stay. That's right. Yeah, it's not going anywhere, Andy. And and so so we're kind of we're kind of encouraging you, but discouraging yeah. at the same time. But here's what we're trying to say: 
it's not time to give up. Yeah. It's not time to pack it in. It's just time to, to change a little bit and shift because I know, I know I've talked to so many people in the last couple weeks even, Andy, that are just like, well, yeah, I can't wait until we get yeah. back. I can't wait until it's normal. It's not getting back. Okay, it's not going back to normal. It will never be the same as it was in January of 2020. It's just not ever going to be that way again. So our encouragement is a little push, a little kick in the pants, hopefully. Stop waiting. Hmm. Stop waiting for it to return and and fulfill your calling. Be faithful to what God called you to do in the way you know best to do it. Because, look, none of us have to be YouTube stars. We don't have to be tele-evangelists right now. All you need to do is shift your approach a bit and continue doing what God has called you to do. That is enough. Yeah. I, I've heard it said this way, grow where God has planted you. That's right. You know, don't don't wait on this or this or this to take place or this or this to happen or these changes uh, that these people need to make so that you can wait on them to, to be your uh, research and development team That's down right. the road. Implement now the changes that you need to make. And you know what? Here's the great thing about the season we're in. Everybody is going to expect us to have to adapt and change again. That's right. So change right now is 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 better received than any other time that I've been in ministry. Uh, implement changes. Now, it doesn't mean you have to radically change everything, but just maybe adjust your approach. Uh, the, the question may be as simple as, what is going to help us fulfill the mission of our church now. That's right. And how can we prepare if this type of ministry is going to be here to stay for a while? How can this better prepare us to make disciples here at our church, at That's right. First Baptist so-and-so or so-and-so community church? How can we better equip, better evangelize, better disciple people so that they can multiply and make disciples? And and we're going to have to utilize the the digital and technical aspects of ministry right now and use the platforms of social media and and video calls. We're going to have to use those things as part of our ministry, just like we would use a room in the education space That's right. in our church. That's right. And and just as a form of encouragement, we're struggling with this too. Mm-hmm. And we, we I mean we grapple with it every day. And and I am struggling, quite honestly, I am struggling and have been for some time with what does church look like? You know, cuz it's different. And and how the things that I'm used to and quite honestly the things that I, I feel like I'm better at you know, they may be gone forever. Yeah, and so so that means okay, well I have to learn, I have to adapt, I have to shift. And and so that that's a little bit of encouragement to you that we're all dealing with this but also i want to encourage you to say this perfection is the enemy okay <laughs> perfection is the enemy and what we tend to struggle with when i say we andy and i we we tend to when we want to make a change and do something we don't want to do it until it's perfect well yeah. Forget that. That's out the window. Yep. Nobody's perfect in this day and age. And yeah, it's if that okay. were the case, we wouldn't even be doing this podcast <laughs> That's right. or, That's right. or the video aspect of this podcast, yes. by the yes. way. So check us out not only on your podcast listening platforms, but also check us out on YouTube. That's so right. we're trying to make uh, our podcast become available now in a video format as That's well. That's right. And, and listen, we... We struggle with that because we know that uh, we're not video experts, but we also know that there are people who are willing to watch on video. Same same can be yeah. said for church. Don't worry about perfect. In fact, we've heard several people say this lately. You know, don't necessarily make it bad on purpose, 
but be authentic. Just be yeah. real. Yeah. And uh, and I think that that approach helps in ministry, especially in local church context. Just be real in who you are. Yeah, I think the more professional you try to make something right now, the less likely people are going to be to engage with you. So right. if you want a viewer, that's one thing. But if you want someone to engage with you, whatever content you're putting out there, uh, make it authentic. That's right. And, you know, it should be our desire to make everything we do authentic, how we live our lives, how we do ministry, how we put stuff out on social media or, uh, you know, how we, how we minister to our people in a digital age. But here's the thing. A lot of us don't understand right now, based on ministry from years past, how we transition mm. the scorecard. How, how do we see what a win is? How do we see tangible results right now? And it can be so frustrating, so even despairing or discouraging. Uh, Mark and I were talking earlier. I read some statistics earlier that said upwards of 20%, 20% of pastors who are experiencing discouragement right now may very well drop out of ministry specifically because of issues that are coming from this pandemic. Yeah, and that 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 is just... It's heartbreaking. Uh, it's heartbreaking for us to hear because, again, we've heard it, we've seen it, we understand it. But, uh, but the, you know, I told our church at the beginning of this, you know, we're made for this. The mm-hmm. church, if any organization, if any entity, if any, you know, if any group of people uh, is prepared, the church is. Because, you know, we're not bound by building. We're not bound by those metrics you, you spoke of. Because, look. Let's be real. That's the those are the metrics we have used for for decades. You know how many people have shown up? What's our giving like? Uh, you know, what about small groups? Uh, you know, all those things. Well, those metrics. I'm not saying they don't matter, but they aren't a, a great barometer of how we're doing now. That's not the scorecard anymore. Yeah, if you're using those things as your driving force to determine success or failure. You're gonna be very discouraged right now. That's right, and I think I think in thinking of the new scorecard, you almost have to back up, and you, you need to say, okay, well, number one, what's our mission, right? Mm-hmm. If you haven't figured that out, that's number yep. one. What's our mission? And the, the second part of that is is what's our vision? And look, vision has come. Whatever vision you had in two, 2020, the beginning. Vision 2020. Throw it out. That's right. I'm just, I've thought about all those poor guys who invested in those sermon series at the beginning of this year. Vision 2020. 2020. Our church has got a great oh, vision. Well, you know what? It's more like we're blind now. We can't see our hand right. in front of our face. That vision is a dumpster fire. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So so the vision really, I mean, the vision does change, right? Andy, the mission doesn't, but the vision changes exactly right. in the picture. So the vision is going to be very different now. And then that leads you to the next question of, okay, if our if our mission, roughly all churches' mission is, is to make disciples, right? And however you word that. But if our mission is to make disciples, okay, then who's our target, mm-hmm. right? Who is our target to be made a disciple? Well, obviously, people that don't know Christ, but who are they? What do they look like? Where are they? What are they listening to? Uh, you know, they're not showing up on our, on our church campus. If you're open, some of us aren't even open. Those of us who are, you know, some guests are showing up, but most, for the most part, lost people aren't showing up. So, so then you have to ask, okay, where do I go to reach them, and where are they? And you, you've got to ask those questions so that you can kind of rewrite the scorecard. Yeah, and engagement is the key. What does that look like for you in your context? It's going to look maybe different for you than it does for us. Uh, and and then, then figure out a way to engage people online, in person, however that looks. 
Yeah, and understand this. This is a season where we're going to struggle. Not some of us, but all of us. Uh, Small rural churches, mega urban churches, we're all going to struggle in this season trying to figure out what works best. Some churches are trying to figure out should they meet in person or do uh, home churches. You know, I mean, it's just it's a crazy struggle. But here's the thing to understand. If we trust the mission of our Lord Jesus and the promises that he made to us, Mm. then we understand we can't fail. That's right. A pandemic is not going to cause the church to crumble. The gates of hell are not going to prevail against the church. So a pandemic is not going to stop us from doing what we need to do. So let me encourage some of you who may be feeling like you're part of that statistic that you want to give up, that you want to quit, that it's not worth it, that it's too hard. Let me tell you, it is worth it. And even though it is hard, it's going to be the hardest thing probably you've ever done in ministry. It's worth it because not only are people's souls at stake, but so much more uh, in our world, in our culture, in our community is at stake. That's right. And listen, there is growth in the struggle. All right. Growth is never easy. Growth is never fun. There is growth in the struggle. So continue to struggle. Continue to fight. Hang in there. Look. Here's what we want to tell you today, small church pastor. We need you more than ever before. Because I heard a a large church pastor or somebody on staff with a really large church say last week, church in the future will be small. Mm -hmm. And and look, this is your time to shine. All right. This is your turn uh, to lead in in places that only you can lead in. And, you know, we're we're pastors of of normative sized churches and uh, and we're not excited about COVID-19, but we are excited about the opportunities it's created. Hey, you may be in a church like me. Like you're in a church revitalization and you've got not a whole lot of folks, but a whole lot of space. You are primed and ready for people to show up at your space and social distance. That's right. You know, I mean, so so see those things as advantages, not as disadvantages. And like Mark says a lot, the playing field has been leveled. We have just as much access to people online as anybody else. So so remember that. And let me encourage you with some specific things right now. Uh, we mentioned the scorecard and, and tangible things earlier. Uh, some of you may be used to saying, all right, our numbers are up, our numbers are down, our giving's up, our giving's down, or you know, whatever community involvement and engagement we have is up or down. And you use those metrics to kind of gauge how healthy your organization is. Uh, you can't do that right now. Look at some specific people. You've got a group of people, I guarantee you, if you're having in-person services or online services, you have a group of people who are continually showing up. That's right. Pour into those people. Invest in them and watch the life change that happens in them. That should encourage you greatly. And if if you're seeing that in a small group of people, know this, that those people, you're making uh, a difference in their life through pouring into them the gospel uh, they're going to be making a difference in their families, in their workplaces, in their schools, in their communities. So that's going to be kind of a, a, a ripple effect that's taking place there. The second thing, let me encourage you with this. Find some small projects, some tangible, doable things, and and get after it. Uh, this, pri- this past Friday was a perfect example of that for me. Uh, I had a friend who uh, they had uh, something that needed to be fixed, and you know what? I said, I can fix that. So I took a couple hours out of my day, 
and I banged around and I worked on something and and from start to finish I saw a tangible difference that had been made something that I put my hands to and in a short period of time made it work and that helped my emotional Yeah, that was an encouragement to you. Yeah, so, absolutely. Uh, make sure you're getting enough exercise. Make sure you're eating right. Make sure uh, your home life is healthy. But but pick a project every once in a while, every you know, once a week or twice a week that you can put your hands to or your yeah. mind to and see it through and see it accomplished. Yeah, that, that, that's going to be helpful. I mean, just in a practical way, that's going to encourage you. And especially if you're in that category of, and you know, am I ready to to leave the ministry? Am I ready to quit? You need to you need to find some practical things to bring encouragement to you for sure. So I, I want to share, um, if it's okay, I want to share a scripture with you because I think this kind of describes, although it's not directly related to us now, but I think it describes the picture of what God may be doing uh, for us. And it's in Isaiah forty three, and you've probably heard this passage before. Um, but we talked about how, you know, the normal's not going to return. It says, remember not the former things, right? Don't be dwelling on the past, um, nor consider things of old. Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. The wild beasts will honor me, the jackals and the ostriches. you got to love Isaiah, right? For I give them water in the wilderness, rivers in the desert to give drink to my chosen people, who are the people I formed for myself. And so the whole idea behind that is God is doing something new. Look, if you don't realize it, God's doing something new. And it it's kind of difficult sometimes to get to the new. But he's doing something, and he wants to use you to do it. Don't give up before you see God come through. Yeah, and don't think you have to do this alone. That's one of the biggest, biggest ministry crushers, biggest... Uh, uh, I guess job killers when it mm-hmm. comes to mm-hmm. pastors wanting to quit is isolation. Yep. Please do not isolate yourself during this time. If you feel like what you're struggling and going through is only your problem, you are sorely mistaken. That's Please right. understand, Mark and I and every other pastor in ministry right now are scratching our heads. If I had hair, I probably would have pulled some out <laughs> over the last few weeks. But you are not alone. Uh, if you need help, reach out to Mark and I. Mm-hmm. We will be glad to to give you resources, give you help, give you somebody to talk to, um, or put you in touch with some great other uh, resources or pastors or networks that would be there for you. So don't feel like you're alone. Uh, that's one of the hardest things is is struggling through change and tough times, but feeling like you're alone is really what pushes some people over the edge and makes them think, I don't have any choice right. other than to quit and give up. That's right. You are not alone. Uh, don't isolate yourself. Unless you have COVID, then isolate yourself yes. in quarantine yes. for 14 days at least. But you but, can still at least uh, <laughs> give us a video call. That's right. That's right. We're also. kidding, really, though. But, yeah, don't do not do this alone. We say that all the time on, on this show. And uh, you don't have to do it alone uh, because, you know, you not just us, but you have other, other people who are there to walk that journey with you. So, that was just our idea today. We wanted to encourage you. Don't give up. God's not done. Yes, that's exactly right. So hang in there. Please know part of our ministry is not only to put content out there, but to interact with you guys. If you have questions for us, comments, please send those our way. We'd love to he- hear those. That's right. uh, we even get a little hate mail every once in a while. And you know what? We're big boys. We can take that. So <laughs> if, you, if you have those negative comments, send them our way. Hey, whatever. Uh, yeah, whatever but, kind of comments you But got. here's the thing understand we are in the trenches with you we understand this is a tough time but god is doing something amazing in and through you and i can't wait to see 
uh, in the next year, two, three, four, five years, what God brings out on the other side of some of this. So hang in there and don't give up. That's right. Well, thank you for listening today. And we hope that you have been encouraged and equipped to better lead in your local church. And we'll see you next time. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Church Leadership Podcast. Don't forget to share, subscribe, and even review our podcast on your favorite podcast listening app. 